Now, many myths surrounding the House of Lords, but have you ever wondered what really goes on behind the closed doors? Well, some videos have been launched aimed at school pupils aged 14 and up to uh, tell them what it's all about. There's three of them. Who's in the House of Lords? How does the House of Lords work? And what is the House of Lords? In a moment, I'll be talking to the three pupils with their questions for one real Lord. But first of all, here's a little bit of one of the videos to give you an idea. So, you know about the Commons, right? They're busy getting on with things, running the country, but what about the Lords? What are they up to? Well, let's take a look at that. So the Lords and the Commons are the two chambers of the Houses of Parliament. And it might seem like the two are always trying to one-up each other. But that's not actually the way the Lords and the Commons work together, because they're both working towards the same thing. The Lords has three main tasks. To question and challenge the work of government, to help shape laws, and to investigate issues through committees and debates. Every day, the Lords has the chance to question the government, grilling them on their actions and decisions. This is an important way to hold the government to account. If a particular event is happening, like a foreign war or health crisis, they can ask government what they propose to do. The Lords also forms committees to investigate and explore important issues. These committees will then produce papers in order to keep everyone informed and up to date. So that's one element of the Lord's role. There we are. That's uh, part of the uh, video, part of one of the video. There's uh, three of them. Joining me on the programme today is Lord Norton of Louth. Lord Norton, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. What are you up to? <laughs> Judging by the video, you're up to a lot. Well, we are. I mean, the House of Lords is one of the busiest legislative chambers in the world, along with the Commons. We are the sort of busiest uh, parliament. Um, doing. I mean, it touched upon some of the functions. I mean, we do scrutinise government. Most of our time in the chamber is given over to legislative scrutiny. I mean, um, both houses have to discuss bills. The Commons, as the elected chamber, has uh, the last say. It can decide, if you like, the principle. Um, but it's sort of the, uh, what we do is get down to the detail. Commons is perfectly entitled to determine the ends of legislation. We just focus on the means. So can the measure be improved? How is the detail? Is it effective? And because of the nature of our membership and because we're not that partisan, we can get down to that sort of detail which isn't particularly high-profile politically or anything like that, so okay, the Commons well. may not have the time or the political will to do it. So that, that, that sort of thing we, we do, and it does keep us, does keep the Chamber, the House, very well occupied. Well, there's some questions for, for you from three pupils from the uh, Trent Valley Academy in Gainsborough who are joining me now, Kyle, Megan and Oscar. Good afternoon to you all. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Right, let's start with Kyle, then. What's your question for Lord Norton? Uh, my question is... How do the Lords um, survey school children? Um, by um, writing to all the schools, actually. Uh, the Lord Speaker, our presiding officer, has written to all secondary schools. Um, and what we do is we arrange for members of the Lords to go and visit schools, talk about the role of the House, and uh, um, by talking to them, that we get some rather good feedback on their views. I normally survey them on a range of issues that we're talking about, I was talking just a week or so to in Westminster to a Lincolnshire school, um, and getting their feedback on a range of issues. And I was talking to some other schools uh, at the beginning of this week as well, again at Westminster, and getting their feedback, and extremely useful um, in hearing what their views are. Answer your question, Carl? Yes, thanks. Megan? With the school curriculum changing so much, especially the proposed EBAC, 
Should we try to incorporate some kind of British studies that would involve the structure and working of Parliament and the House of Lords? Good grief, that's better questions than I can do. <laughs> well, I think it's an excellent question. Yeah, is, um, and the answer is yes. I'm a, I'm a very great supporter of citizenship education, of actually rolling out more, because it's in the curriculum at the moment, citizenship education, but I don't think it's really taken as seriously as it could be, because the, the, the schools really don't get any credit for... Uh, teaching it, so I'm a great believer in that, in rolling it out, because I think that is the way forward for young people who actually understand about uh, our society, um, how it operates, and equally importantly, how they can play a role in it, but to play a role, you've really got to understand it, so I'm a very great supporter of the type of thing you're, you're, you're talking about, of ensuring that that, is, that sort of education is actually embedded. Are you happy with the curriculum, Megan? Um, yeah, I, I am, but I think it'd be great just to, you know, learn a lot more about the way the country is run. OK, well, you're getting, oh, I very a, much agree with that. getting a chance now, aren't you? Uh, come back to you for another question. Oscar? Um, what is the average age of a lord? The, the, average, <laughs> the average age? Yeah. Yeah, it's 69. Um, we're not the youngest chamber uh, <laughs> in the world. Um, I do point out occasionally that teaching uh, undergraduates makes me realise I'm not that young, but being in the House of Lords makes me realise I'm not that old. But you, you, you are one of the young lords, though, aren't you? That's the I, thing. I, well, as I say, I'm well under the average age, which yeah. is always very encouraging. But it's the nature of the institution, because we are different from the, yeah. the commons. I mean, members are appointed to the House of Lords largely because of their experience and their expertise. So it does mean that members come when they've built up quite a career, so they're not necessarily going to be... We do have some young members, some have been appointed in their yeah. 30s, which is very young by our standards, but typically they tend to be, uh, you know, later in life, and because it's life membership, some of the members um, aren't that young, and so it does affect the average age. Why the question, Oscar? Were you were you keen to get into the Lords yourself? Or? Well, I was just wondering, there's a, a lot of Lords that... Variation in age. I was just wondering what the average age would be. That's the average age. I mean, because yeah. it is an average. So we do have some members in their thirties when we had hereditary peers. One of the current peers um, came into the house when he was twenty-four. So it ranges from people sort of uh, what well, some in sort of in thirties, early thirties, through to uh, one or two in the nineties. So it's a, it's a very broad range, but it does tend to be more towards the sort of the fifties, sixties, seventies range rather than you know twenties, thirties, forties. So we're about. Um, um, uh, getting on, well, the average age of MPs is close to 50, or as I say, ours is um, high 60. That's very interesting figures, that. I didn't uh, didn't know that. Uh, Carl, have you, you got another question for Lord Norton? I have. Um, what is the funniest title that a Lord <laughs> has ever chosen? <laughs> um, <laughs> I can tell you the funniest ones they've not chosen. Um, they're a funny one. It's just that some of the people, when they come in, their surnames would create a problem. So recently we had a former MP, former Deputy Speaker of the House of Commons, called Sir Michael Lord, who oh, right. made L a Lord. Lord Lord. Exactly. And since we refer to the... No we, we address each other as the Noble Lord, we'd be saying the Noble Lord, Lord Lord. Um, <laughs> um, so he's now Lord Framlingham. <laughs> um, and Sir Michael Bishop, who ran um, Bridgemitton Airways, um, became a Lord. Now... Um, to call him Lord Bishop would cause problems because we have bishops in the House of Lords from the Church of England and they're addressed as my Lord Bishop so that would cause a, a, a problem so he became Lord Glendenbrook um, but we do have somewhere it's, uh, I mean we've got people we've got Lord King so you've got uh, 
we got a, a Lord Knight, Baroness Knight, which sounds a bit odd. <laughs> um, so uh, we're just hoping somebody doesn't come in with the, the surname of God, which would be quite, <laughs> which would be quite interesting. Um, so we've we've avoided those. I can't. Um, no, no, you've uh, done, very, you done very well. With it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Of did you have any? No, nobody. You, did you have any prompt on these questions? Did you know what was coming, Lord Norton? Oh no, no. Well, you've done. You've done fantastically well, <laughs> Megan. Let's have a, one last question. Do the panel reject prospective lords that apply? Do they reject? Yes, because um, uh, uh, you're touching on the fact that um, now uh, there is an independent appointments commission that will nominate people to come into the House of Lords as what are known as crossbenchers. So the independent members in the House, those of no party political affiliation, come in through being nominated to this committee, and anybody can nominate someone to, to come into the House of Lords. Um, the role of the committee, then, is to check that these uh, are people of the highest calibre who would add something to the House. Um, so they choose those who meet that criteria. Some people don't, and... Um, they may occasionally um, be very clear in saying nobody, somebody should not come in. So they nominate people who are going to be the independent groups. They also check the names of those who are nominated through as party members, put forward by party leaders. And there have been occasions when they've said, we don't think this person is appropriate to come in, and they've not come in. Lord Norton, can I say thank you very much indeed for uh, doing those questions off your top of your head like that. You were you were you were absolutely brilliant, and and you three, uh, I need to watch my back because you, you're too good. Those questions were too; they're far better than any questions I would have come up with. Carl, Megan, and Oscar, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Thank you. Thanks. Lord Norton, thank you very much. My pleasure. There we are, pupils of uh, Trent Valley Academy in Gainsborough, and Lord Philip Norton of Louth.